The bean holes, it's Eric and Nate. The bean holes, they're really pretty great. So shut up and listen to them talk. Eric and Nate. What's up, bitches? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Bean Holes. I'm gonna call it fifty-one. Yeah, episode fifty-one. Yay. Yay. I'm um I'm not Eric. And I'm not Nate. There we go. Um We are collectively known as the Bean Holes. Yeah. We're not real clear sometimes ourselves on whether we are the bean holes or 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 the bean hole is the subject of the day. When I introduce myself, I say I'm Eric Cormier, one half of the bean holes. <laughs> like that, I've trained myself as that. That's when I meet somebody. That's awesome. I just say I'm Nate, and people immediately interrupt, and you're like, then they're like, bean holes. <laughs> hey, your voice sounds familiar. <laughs> Are you that guy? <laughs> Why, yes, I am. <laughs> uh. So yeah, lots of great, um, great things happening lately. Yeah, yeah, a lot of um, crazy stuff. No, well, I'm gonna throw one out there that we didn't actually just talk about, but Trevor Noah started on the Daily Show. I, I other than the fact that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted out like, "Congratulations, Daily Show, you finally have the Earth spinning correctly in your intro." <laughs> <laughs> like that was his that was his big proud moment. But uh, I caught. Uh, a little banter between him and one of the new um, correspondents. correspondents. Mm-hmm. And he seemed very comfortable, Trevor, at least in yeah. the, you know, I think it was maybe like mid-middle of the show. So I'm sure by then the shivers are down when you're kind of going at it. But um, I, I haven't heard anything real negative so yeah. far. Well, he did spend like the first half of the first episode um, just kind of like, I don't know, being extremely grateful and acknowledging Jon Stewart and and acknowledging the fact that the only way he got the job was how how many people turned it down before. Like, um, he he didn't like name names, I don't think, but they, you know, there there were a lot of people that Comedy Central approached that were like, oh oh God, no, I I couldn't I couldn't do that job. That's insane. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> it, well, beyond the the amount of work you have to do for that show, which I always like how on the last, like David Letterman did this and John Stewart did this on their last shows where they showed you a day in the life essentially, mm-hmm. and the amount of work you have to go through just to put on that that hour you know half yeah. hour of television. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, to follow John Stewart is is a feat in itself. So oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I my whole thing is you know come back to him in a year and see mm-hmm. where he's at. You know, has he kind of found his own ground? And it's hard to it's hard to judge somebody when they're on four nights a week. Yeah, you know, I do have to say i've I've seen I've seen two episodes, and probably because that's exactly how many there have been with him. Yeah. Now that I think of it, um, uh, I I don't watch him. I I I just like somebody reminded me that it was coming up, so I just set it to record. You know, I set my DVR to record new episodes, and so, like... Um, I instantly regretted that with the Colbert yeah, show. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch this every night, and I realized the reason why I never taped Daily Show and Colbert, because it was just, if if I'm home, it'll be on. 
mm-hmm. and with a nightly show, if you are not watching those every night, it fills up it your fills DVR. Up <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not like those weekly shows. Yeah, um, but uh, but I, I do have to say there is certainly an area that he is he's uh, he's actually much better than John Stewart in, and that is uh, you, you know how Stewart used to he he did like a lot of voices, a lot of accents, but like the he pretty much acknowledged and he would have to because it's very true none of them was any good like you know he'd 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 just like start talking like some new york mobster or something and it was like his joe biden impression you know (laughs) just never did very good impressions and didn't have great uh voices it was but but had a few you know and trevor Noah, like he banged out like three three different uh characters in a row and I was like wow that's like he just went from his his uh his his South African accent to like totally sound like a a southerner in America and <laughs> um so he's that he's got that down that's pretty cool uh uh but uh yeah it you're right it's going to take some time to for him to find his footing he looks. He, I think, he looks a lot younger than he is, and he, he looks, certainly is a lot younger than Stuart was by the end. Yeah, he's so. also definitely the uh, black brother of Bo Dallas, <laughs> which I, I showed you before. If, if anyone hasn't, like, there's a picture of Trevor Noah in one of his promo shots where he's smiling, and if you look that side by side to a picture of Bo Dallas from the WWE, it's it is a re- uncanny resemblance. Yeah, I think he might. I think both Trevor Noah and Bo Dallas are characters of a. Very awesome actor that eventually we'll find out about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're you know, like, the same guy uh, with Michael Moore and uh, and Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, that's good. I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about him later on. Um, so it's been 50 episodes since we had a, a long discussion about them, but you were mentioning something about about the the dunk. Yeah, let me say <laughs> that I I overdid free coffee day. Uh, you too. Yeah. Um, it was crazy because one, I didn't realize it until I I got there because it's just my morning routine to go to Dunkin' Donuts and it was like free medium dark roast. <laughs> it's a medium. Usually they give out smalls. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and you know, I got one before school, and then I just like it felt like every time I was done with one, it's like oh, there's free. Go get another one. <laughs> Um, but it seemed on the same day they introduced, at least around here, I'm not going to say everyone who has a Dunkin' Donuts around them, but they're expanding their espresso line of coffees. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a sign on their on their drive throughs that kind of explain the differences between a cappuccino, a latte, and their brand new macchiato. Mm-hmm. So I never realized, I never cared to know, but that a macchiato is like... Um, like a cappuccino is a, a small amount of espresso, but a lot of steamed milk. Right. And an espresso and a latte is like maybe half espresso, half steamed milk, and then the foam. A macchiato is like double the amount of espresso, very little steamed milk, and then the foam. So it was, you know, because if you're so looking, it's all in the balance. Yeah, yeah, they're all different balance. So they like this is their strongest drink yep. now and it, yep. it's delicious so 
What's well, the strongest steamed milk espresso combination? Yes, yes. Because I think actually, um, like if you look at the actual caffeine and just like a regular cup of coffee versus a shot of espresso in, you know, in steamed milk, <laughs> or um, uh, I don't think they have this yet. Starbucks has certainly had it for a long time, but the Americano is a is um, it's basically a shot of espresso watered down to equal a cup of coffee, because uh, back like I think it was like in World War II, a lot of the American soldiers would, would go to places and didn't you know had never had espresso but did have coffee and they you know they'd say they wanted coffee and and all they had was espresso and so like what worked out was that American soldiers liked to water down their espresso to essentially be a cup of coffee again. That's so, a that is great. Like I never knew that. That's a great history. Yeah. So and, anyway, yeah, and also one of my signature tangents. My main <laughs> point was um, I don't remember. No, <laughs> my main point was uh, a lot of people assume that if there's espresso in the drink, then it must be super strong. But it's like the espresso is strong. It's about a very concentrated form of coffee, but it's uh, it's um, I I would be willing to bet that. Even the macchiato might not have as much caffeine as just a straight up cup of coffee that's the same size. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, after the first one, I did feel, and I was like, I can't get this on free coffee day, so I'll yeah. get it. I'll get it the next day, and I, I definitely felt like for the first time. I worked like three years at Dunkin' Donuts, and when you have free coffee available to you all the time, you gain such a, um, a tolerance tolerance to caffeine, like. I can have a cup of coffee and go to bed. That's how ridiculous it is. That's why I'm yep. a beanhole. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why I'm a beanhole. <laughs> and, um, uh, and so for the first time in a while, I drank, uh, you know, a, a coffee and was it felt awake. I felt yep. Yep. that feeling. Oh, this is why people drink coffee. And <laughs> um, so, well, then I stand corrected because uh, your anecdotal evidence certainly. Well, yeah, it was at least something. I at least can say, uh, you know, if you're looking for something strong, try out their macchiato. It's a little more on the expensive side, but, um, yeah. So I I never want to have a free coffee day again because it's it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely went three or four times. And, you know, it's funny. (laughs) I... uh, I think I still have one in the fridge waiting for me. <laughs> just, just keep driving. To I there was near the end of the day. I I had gotten one, and as I was passing by another Dunkin' Donuts, I was just like, "Screw it!" and hit that other one in the back of my tr- the the Jeep, and got another one. And I'm like, "I can't drink both of these. I'll put one in the fridge." And so. <laughs> we'll see. What I did was I I went through. Uh, I went through got the free coffee. I asked for their little their tray. Got right back in the the line again. Got another free coffee. <laughs> came back again. Came back again. You, you know, know the fourth re- time they were like, "Hey, haven't you been here before?" You ran out of fake mustaches <laughs> to put on. I felt like that episode of Futurama where Fry gets the hundred bucks and he's just like, "Like, oh, you know, you can get a, a dollar coffee." He's like, "I'm gonna spend all this on coffee." <laughs> and the whole episode they have like the coffee counter. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like throughout the day. Like. <laughs> I'm just getting, yeah, I'm not paying for anything, so. I wish it really worked like that, but I have overdone caffeine before, and it, 
you you do not get to a magical place where like you're functioning like a superhero. It's you actually you're like, oh, I'm, I'm super awake. Oh, I'm super awake and a little jittery. Oh, I feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get to the the science stuff, I had two interesting stories. Uh, not not related on you know, the. They're related in a, in a certain way, but um, apparently Call of Duty done fucked up. But uh, <laughs> done they, fucked up. All right, so Call of Duty on Twitter has 2.8 million followers. That's and a fair amount. At some point this week, they changed the feed's name and bio from Call of Duty to Current Events uh, Aggregate. Why? And they started tweeting out, like, live tweeting a war. <laughs> like, breaking news, unconfirmed reports are coming in of an explosion on the north bank of the Singapore Marina. Oh, my and God. Update. Singapore authorities have officially announced the state of emergency and declared martial law. Who's in charge of their Twitter? Orson Welles? I don't know, but th- there was a... This this was not on that level, but there definitely was people... Some people, like, freaking out. Or like, why am I getting these updates? And what is going on in Singapore? And then when people kind of realized that it was the Call of Duty feed, they were just... People were just... The internet was tearing it a new one. Um you know, about the inappropriate jokes and like, like what made you think this was smart? And, um, so that's a thing. But I, (laughs) when I was reading that, I came across just the headline of this story. Uh, um, so I'm just going to read the headline woman who posted a Snapchat of boyfriend pointing gun at her, at her was found shot dead hours later. Wow. (laughs) So there's a there, look there's just a picture of this woman and behind her is a guy with a you know just looks like a laser pointer but apparently it's a gun and you know how on Snapchat you can you have the uh, the updates yeah the story the story so i think that's where a lot of these were coming from um and i don't you know so there's even like another picture of the guy just pointing the gun at her mm-hmm. and you know um just a few hours later, Hernandez was found dead with a gunshot wound. Her house ransacked with the floor covered in blood. And wow. Can I see those pictures again? Yeah, there's one of them. That. And now, if you first looked at that, you wouldn't even see, like, that right. doesn't look like a guy pointing a gun, but then when I tell you. Yeah, it's, but, but yeah, looking closer, it's like, yeah, she, like, that looks like a threatening situation, but, like, it also. It looks like people just playing around with yeah. a laser pointer, like you yeah, said. Like my brother, they they just bought my my uh, parents just brought bought my brother a BB gun that has a laser pointer on it. Uh-huh. So, um, that's just just crazy things. Don't play around with guns like that, you know. Clearly, because from what I was reading, it was an, of course an accident. But you know, you were playing around with a real gun, and yeah. why was it loaded? too yeah. at the same time so um i, I don't know so wow. yeah crazy um i don't know <laughs> yeah, where was, do we I go was, from there no no I, yeah yeah well <laughs> even crazier i i think definitely some of the biggest news that i have come across in my life was the fact that we have found flowing water on mars oh yeah 
Uh, this is something that even back to being a kid, and I'm sure for you, people theorizing Mars aliens on Mars and is there life on Mars and you know NASA always looking and just dirt dirt yeah, yeah. you know and years years ago when when just telescopes were first invented or at least first used in 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 Europe I, I off the top of my head I don't recall if if opticals like that had been invented either in like in the Middle East or or in in Asia, because there there were a lot of huge technical advances in both of those places, and a lot of the Middle East stuff was was lost. Um, you know, a lot of the the biggest advances in the Middle East were lost, but uh, um, and a lot of the stuff in China was just like, or in, in Asia, I should say, in but in China and in in Japan, a lot of their greatest advances just kind of stayed there because there wasn't a lot of, you know, back and forth uh, communication and trade between Asia and 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 the Western world for a very long time. Uh, but anyway, like the, when Europeans were using telescopes and really studying the skies and all that, um, there were there was a lot of People were noticing what they called canals on Mars. Yeah, or ca- I think they called them like can- canales or something. I'm, I've no research, re- no recent research on this. I just I'm trying to pull some stuff out of my brain. I honestly been, thought you were trying to make a joke, like a joke that an, like an Italian. <laughs> those are some canales. No, no, no. It was actually I think. Um, I think what it was is that, like, in translating, some countries thought that they were canals, but it was actually just a similar word that doesn't mean quite the same thing. Oh, okay. So um, I think they they were calling them channels in... It, I think it was in Italy. Could be wrong, but I think it was like... I think canales, canales or something is the, the Italian word for channels, and and... You know, worked o- worked its way over toward England and stuff, and and along the way, some of the, some of the countries is, is translated, we're we're calling it canals instead of channels. When but they were noticing, you know, it it seemed like there were seasons on Mars, and that there was, you know, the ice caps would melt a little bit, and and there were a few rivers, and the, the water would spread out a little bit into these channels, and then it would would recede, and and uh, the but but what you can see of Mars with just optical telescopes is, you know, 100, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, however long this was, um, what you can see of that is it's, you can't see a really, like, close-up picture of the yeah, planet yeah. that way. Yeah, so, you're just, you're staring at something and your eyes are trying to figure out what you're looking at. Yeah, it's tiny, you know, so there was, and, and not even particularly clear, uh, so there, there, there was a lot of speculation and debate. Like, is is this water? Is it vegetation? Is it something completely different? Uh, we don't know. We never really knew. <laughs> um, but now there's, there is, you know, not just, um, not just the assumption that there, there must have been at some time, or could be again, or maybe occasionally is liquid water. But because um, we have found ice 
um, we you know we know that that there's frozen water. We've known that for a long time, but to actually find liquid water, if you've got liquid water, that is uh, that is one of the most essential things for life. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that, and that's why this is big. It's you know it's of course if there's frozen water. Of course, if it ever gets warm enough, it would be liquid water. But the fact that we actually... Flowing liquid water. And I think when people with the whole life, they instantly go to aliens or creatures, you have to think smaller because even in our oceans, the organisms that live in there, the plankton, the, the very tiny living organisms, the fact that, the, that there's a possibility that these small organisms could be living in water on Mars and technically be the first aliens yeah. that we ever could, you know, prove. It's it's exciting. It's exciting to see that, you know, can they possibly send a rover down there, collect some of this to take back? You know, it's, you know, it can only go up from here as far as uh, news for this, so. Yeah, it's, um, well... No, it might it might not go up. It might just be like, okay, there's water. We never found anything ever again. I mean, have they talked <laughs> about possibly trying to collect some? Oh, I mean, obviously, yeah. But um, the thing is, there's <clears throat> there's not a whole lot. Um, the like the American rovers that are on Mars. Um, I don't even recall if there's more than one currently still operating, but either way, they both went way beyond their original, like expected lifetime. Yeah, and and were able to to do things that that they were never originally were intended to to do. Um, and and that's awesome that NASA was able to extend the functionality and and lifetime of of the rovers, but. Um, but as far as you know, whether there is ever was or still is uh, the the instrumentation on board to really analyze anything, you know, they're not coming back. They're just they just send us radio signals, you know. So it's the same as if if we sent a guy there, but we didn't like give him a microscope. Then he could call us up and tell him all tell us all kinds of shit he saw, but like he couldn't ever tell us if he was finding single celled organisms because he wouldn't have, have a telescope, yeah. or if they put a, a telescope on a or a microscope on a rover and be able yeah. to look through it. Yeah, you know, isn't it another thing everyone keeps freaking out about is how uh, while this story is is coming out, the the movie The Martian, yeah, is coming out too, yeah. and all these news places thinking. There's like a conspiracy, and it's like, oh, isn't this interesting? It goes, I'm sure the producers of the movie didn't put water on Mars for you to find <laughs> it, but you're all promoting the movie still, so uh, you know, thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> our, our good friend Science Clark uh, sent me a text about the water thing, and I had heard about it, and I was like, oh, that's really good news for Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon just <laughs> fist pumping somewhere, like, yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's funny how how people will, you know, reinterpret anything to fit their own insane worldviews. Because there, there are people. I heard somebody say, in in reference to promoting the movie, I heard somebody say that NASA put the water on Mars be, f- 
before the movie to be more successful so that NASA could get more funding. There's also a picture <laughs> of Matt Damon floating in the water <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> Aliens are fans. Um, yeah, and then we had the uh, good day for um, space because then we had the blood moon the other day. Yep. Which good for space. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, did space. you did you go out and look at it at all? I I did. I honestly forgot. I you know. As much as everybody was talking about it the next day, I, I didn't hear much the day of. Yeah, and there weren't any. There weren't many reminders for me to to go out and, and view this thing. But enough people took pictures of it that, um, you know, I'm sure it was a cool sight. You know, I, I yeah, kicked myself cool. in the ass the the morning after, but um, yeah, you know, I I not only did I forget, I I don't think I ever really. Like it never really got into my head, like, um, but, but I still saw it because <laughs> no, because I know I had overheard a friend or two saying something about like blood moon and and uh, lunar eclipse and and uh, and super moon and all that because it was this one was special because it was it was a, a super moon lunar eclipse, meaning it was. Not only a lunar eclipse, but because um, the blood moon is a lunar eclipse, the the um, the Earth's shadow is so blurry, and our and our atmosphere reflect wow refracts the sun's light in such a way that it makes the moon appear red uh, to us um, because our shadow basically is red. <laughs> um, and I can explain why in a little bit if you're really that interested, but uh, I am. Um, uh, but anyway, the uh, <clears throat> what was my point? Oh yeah, I, I had heard all that, but it never like really stuck in my mind as like, oh, all that the stuff people are talking about must mean that there's a lunar eclipse coming. I just like I never was paying attention to it, but right as it was starting to happen. I had a couple friends over, and we happened to go outside, and they were like, "Oh shit, it's happening!" And <laughs> looked up, and it <laughs> took took forever for you know from the first signs of it happening to to it being over. It was uh, I, I always forget how long um, eclipses can take, but but sol solar eclipses where the where the moon passes in front of the sun or between us and the sun. Uh, those those seem to go by a little faster, mostly because the moon uh, doesn't ever completely block out the sun to us. It, right, like right. the the part the the outer you know the outer edge of the sun, which still creates light, is still so dim compared to you know the the middle of the sun that uh, we only see it when the moon's in front of us in front of it. But uh, but with the lunar eclipse which is when the earth goes between the moon and the sun so uh so it's we're actually what we're seeing is a shadow whereas a, a solar eclipse you're not seeing a shadow you're seeing the moon getting in between you and the sun yeah like you're what, in the shadow what are the timing on those is it like w once every few like what's the it's actually it's, well it's 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 sort of complicated it's um um, let me think. And and it changes because, 
um, especially a solar eclipse, like you might not necessarily ebb, you might not be on the on um, you know in a part of the world that that is going to see it. It's, right, right. It's, it's slightly less uh, visible, but but yeah, it's. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't answer that question. <laughs> I'm not. I was gonna. I was gonna look it up on my phone because like, I definitely. I, I. I would love to. I haven't seen one. It feels like forever. The the solar eclipse. Yeah. Which I feel like is a is definitely a cooler. Yeah. Thing well, that's the one where like you. The, that's the one that I. I definitely remember in elementary school. I think, or might have been high school. At some point, I know we like went outside because there was a solar eclipse, and we we built the thing with like you know cardboard box and a pinhole, and do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. yeah, the experiment <laughs> for it. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's not even. I guess it is an experiment, but well, just like show you what it would. Yeah, but it's the whole thing is to use that as like it. Uh, you kind of build a mini projector so that you're you're seeing. Um. You're seeing the same image as if you were staring at the sun, but like not as much light, because because even during an eclipse, there's a ton of light still coming from there. You don't want to be staring at the sun. That's how I'm gonna say Galileo. Is was Galileo that eventually went blind? <laughs> stared at the sun too long. Um, <laughs> I just tried to search it, and my my phone's looking for for Galileo bling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a piece of bling out there from Galileo. Okay, well, apparently there's no um, uh, yeah, there there's no evidence really that 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 was Galileo did. Yeah, you know, did go blind, but there's there's no evidence that it's because he was staring at the sun. Um, but you could, you certainly could burn your retinas from staring at the sun and don't do it. Yeah, please don't. That's the official beanholes mantra. Don't stare. Well, at the sun. I was gonna say that is the, our official position on that subject. And <laughs> I'm not sure it's our our mantra. Don't stare at the sun. Don't stare at the sun. No, like that's 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 what we preach. Just tell it's people like, don't stare at the from, sun from now on. Like, oh, welcome to the bean holes. Uh, we don't are the, stare at the sun. We are the official spokespeople of, uh, of not staring, not at, staring the at the sun directly. <laughs> Keep your retinas. Think think of the retinas. Pro retina. Won't somebody think of the retina? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pro retina bumper sticker on my car <laughs> just to tell everybody my stance. Speaking mm. of which, though, it, it's eyes. I went to the. Uh, it's it's weird. Every time I go to this one eye doctor, they seem to have a new machine that does something of looking into your eyes or X-rays. Yeah. And they they took a picture of my eyeballs, and apparently, under one of the layers, I have a like a birthmark, uh-huh. like on my right eyeball. Yeah. It's crazy because it, I'm looking at this. She goes, "Oh, that's a birthmark," and um. She's like, if it stays that size over time, you'll be fine. If it grows out a little bit bigger, it could be a, a th- you know. Or I also have, like, something behind my retinas for glaucoma, mm-hmm. apparently. She's like, oh, you're at risk for glaucoma? Um, no, she said, like, she said half the people have this layer behind their retina or this piece of film. And she said, 
like 80% of people, it doesn't grow over time and you're fine. She goes, that other percentage are the people who, who do end up having glaucoma. Mm-hmm. So she goes, as long as we keep an eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> she laughed too. Then everything will be fine. But then it, it was just interesting to know, like, I, I, you know, they have a birthmark on your, on your eyeball that, you, yeah, you wouldn't think of that normally. Yeah. So did you, did, did she let you have pictures of your balls? I know, I should have asked for printouts just so I can show people like look at my birthmark and look at my balls. <laughs> Check these balls out. <laughs> um so well, that's funny I recently had an eye exam myself. Yeah, yeah. But I'm actually I'm, I'm excited did I show you my new glasses that I'm that I don't have yet, but I have a picture of it. <laughs> Are should you I show you the picture photo while we're on the podcast? No, I'm not even wearing them in the picture. I like they took a picture in the store. That is one of the worst, um, for shopping purposes. I'm glasses, glasses frames. Yeah, I, I'm the worst of them. And to me, to me, they're on my face. As long as I'm seeing clearly through the lenses, I guess I don't really care what the design is. And I was, I sent like ten frames on Snapchat to Sam. And she's in class. I'm like, hey, can you can you like screenshot all of those, and you know, send me the one you like the most? Because it's my girlfriend. You know, she's going to be the one that have to look at these frames more than me. So, yeah. uh, she screenshots like one or two, and she, and she goes, oh, I don't like these. And I'm like, all ten. And she goes, no, you only sent me like a bunch of pictures of two. And I go, no, no, each one was a different pair. And I guess I just was picking out. Like the frames that I guess were just too similar, um, but it came down to came down to uh, a guest brand, yeah, and a, a boss brand, and the guest had these question marks on the side, and at the end, I, yeah, she was like, "I like both of these, so you pick one." And I said, "I'm not supporting the Riddler. I'm picking the boss ones." <laughs> I don't want to walk around with these giant question marks on the side of my <laughs> side of my frames. So, well, maybe you're supporting Doctor Who. Uh, you probably don't even realize that for for several for for um, for several seasons they had question marks all over like his costume and stuff. Yes, uh, your your VHSs they have question marks all over. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. My, my two Doctor Who VHS. I think those are impressive. Like, I, I think if, you I know. I think i throw them out. Wait, really? I might have. I don't know. I don't think so. I Because those are, like, some... I think one is the first two episodes of the whole... Yeah, it was the first... I think it was actually just the first one. And then there was one from, from like, mid-80s or whatever. I know this is... Oh, those are nice frames. Yeah, this, this is my. I'm just going to interrupt our thing to show my my photos. This is the first time I really was like, I'm I'm actually just getting like actual designer frames. At just Walmart. It's like it's only like seventy bucks or whatever for the the frames I'm getting. But they they uh, have always just been like, oh, give me black glasses and make the frames as like small as you know as thin as possible and shit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna Try something different. Gonna try something a little more attention grabbing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I th- yeah, I thought about that. I still just don't. I've been so used to having the uh, bottom of the lenses. Yeah, with nothing. Right. So it's hard to go. I think I have ones with thicker, like 
on the top. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird now that all like the 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 fashion, like even people that don't don't need glasses or 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 could easily like they kind of need them to see better, but really it's like it like they can def they legally can drive without them on at all. You know, it's no no issue. It's, uh, or or people that just don't need glasses at all even are getting the glasses that were like like from from the fifties forward or like these are the cheap ass glasses and everybody <laughs> will laugh at you and you'll be a fucking nerd if you wear these and, and all of a sudden fashion. It's like, yeah, that's the one everybody has. And, and beyond the fashion of the frames, this is ridiculous that the brands that have glasses like there were Harley Davidson glasses, yeah. which it sucks that one. That there were frames I really loved, but the fact that the Harley Davidson logo is on the side, I'm like, what the f- I've never ridden a motorcycle in my life. I'm not gonna walk around with these. WWE had three <laughs> frames in the men's section, mind you. Other than the sticker on the lens, mm-hmm. there was nothing. Their logo was nowhere on the frames at all, and I'm thinking. How the f- how did they fucking sign up for this? I, yeah. Or did a company just say, "Can we just throw your sticker?" Oh on? yeah, it's it's definitely just licensing of that's it's just like, yeah, it is companies just saying, "Hey, we think that we could create a market for you know for your brand in in glasses." But there just wasn't anything on the glasses. Like yeah. if you took the sticker off, you would never know they were WWE frames. And so, yeah. you know what DC should do? Yes, the comic book company. Clark Kent glasses. Yeah, they should actually have a full line of Superman glasses, and it will. It should actually just be like, ne- never change it except maybe add to it as necessary. But like, you know, these are the actual, you know, the exact frames worn by, you know, Brandon Routh. These are the exact frames worn by. That's a, that's a money Reeve. idea. Yeah, you should pitch that to DC. I would, except like there's not really. I I would need to. There's no way I've I've just put it out into the public already. Oh, but, oh. but anyway, the uh, yeah, that's a tough one. You have to like be in uh, in the industry. You either have to be already with DC in some way, or already with a glasses company in order to make that one happen. And we can work towards this. <laughs> gonna use uh, the beanhole's power. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of DC, this is crazy because I was just gonna bring this up. Uh, the second episode of Gotham mm-hmm. aired on TV Monday. Second episode of the second season. Second episode of the second season. Absolutely. Like, the last 15 minutes, mm-hmm. best of the series so far. And it, it there's a scene, like, um, they've introduced... They introduced him last season, and there was always, like, a rumor, like, oh, is this guy the Joker, the Jerome character? Yeah. This guy, though, may is... Cameron Monaghan, is that his... I think so. His Joker, it, he's basically playing Mark Hamill's Joker on TV, and it is fun. I understand there's probably people out there who hate him, yeah. but he did like there was a scene in in the episode where he's uh, he's already, like arguing with another one of the crazy inmates. Like oh, I'm the leader of the group, and and so the person who put up the money to get these inmates out and like you're now gonna run havoc all over gotham he plays russian roulette mm-hmm. for you know the so the fat guy does one bullet and joker while talking like does three shots <laughs> and then 
grabs the like very serious monologue, like Heath Ledger style, and then grabs a katana and goes whoa, and just starts waving <laughs> it around. And I'm like, to Sam, like that's the that's the Joker. That's yeah. the, I absolutely love it. And the last 15 minutes were just phenomenal. From there was a hug moment of Bruce Wayne and and Commissioner Gordon, or uh, you know Detective Gordon, but knowing eventually where they're going to become, it just. Mm-hmm. Heartfelt scene after what had just happened. The Joker uh, and his cronies shot up the entire GCPD. Yeah. Like, basically, like, three cops are alive right now in that precinct. And yeah. So, I don't know. Great, great stuff going on. If you haven't watched the show or have been uh, holding back, start with the second season. Just just yeah. go for it. So I've, I, I got to say, like, it started out seeming like, you know, it was just going to be ultra serious and i, I don't know it's, like I'm, law I'm, like law and order yeah. like gotham <laughs> almost yeah but um but the direction it's gone is it's it's pretty interesting because there's there's you know there's there's shades of it there's shades of a lot of things that a lot of a lot of people might consider like the worst depictions of batman but that do kind of have their own charm um and you know, Bat- Batman sixty six. For years, there were a lot of people that were like, "Oh God, it's so awful and ruined Batman." But, but really, is what put Batman in the public consciousness in the first place for people that didn't read comic books. Yeah, didn't people grew read. up with that show, so it yeah. does have a, its significance. Yeah, there definitely would have been there wouldn't have been Burton's Batman without without Batman sixty six. Or that, Burton's Batman wouldn't have been as awesome if it wasn't yeah. for the fact that it came after. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there wouldn't have been a Batman movie in in '89, period, Burton or not. It, it, I don't think it would have happened at all if there wasn't wasn't the Batman TV show in '66. Um, but um, but you know, there's there's a little bit of that. Was, that was very cartoony and 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 it appealed to kids and. Uh, um, but also appeal, you know, appeal to many different age groups, on, on different levels, and 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 that's cool. And so there's there's some of that cartoonishness happening in Gotham now with like the, the, the I don't know if they were in Arkham because I'm not I'm not watching it, but I'm seeing pictures and little clips online here and there. Um, and I have watched a few full episodes from from the previous season, but uh, it's just interesting to see what's developing stylistically and. But is it Arkham that all the prisoners were in, or was it just like... Yeah, I think it was a part of Arkham. Um, but the, they're wearing the, like the black and white striped yeah, prisoner yeah, outfits that the, never Some people were, were like bitching. I was reading reviews, and mm-hmm. I brought. I remembered this because uh, the fourth Doctor's son plays Alfred. Uh, right, right, he, right. Sean he, Pertwee sure, is son of John Pertwee. The, absolutely my favorite okay. live-action depiction of Alfred, hands down. You know, he, he is great, fantastic yeah. in the role. Um, but people were bitching. They're like, like the show is campy, like the '60s, and I'm like, it's taking all great elements of Batman. Like, you can't even Christopher Nolan, as serious as those movies were, it was still a guy in a bat suit running <laughs> around chasing a guy dressed up as a clown. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> as serious as you can make it. When you break it down, it's so fucking stupid and yeah. campy. Oh. There's a guy that's wearing a scarecrow mask, and he—it's you know—you can't, you can take out, you can make it as serious as you can, and it's still going to be campy. So, yeah. I, I like the direction Gotham's in, and it's really standing on its own. And um, I, I wish 
more people would, would give it a shot. Yeah. You know, Smallville was popular. Yeah. No one really crapped on Smallville, and Arrow and Flash are doing well. I got to say, there were plenty of people that crapped on Smallville. But, I mean, but I it was very it popular and, and very successful 11 years on TV. Um, I, I do got to, I have to say, I, I, I skimmed an article. I didn't really read it, but the, the point was, was interesting to me that um, a lot of people are taking issue with the fact that it's like introducing so many villains so long before Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Well, who cares? But well, the, yeah. but the, 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 this article made it an excellent point. Okay, it, it's it's not even who cares. It's the the idea that that all these crazy uh, villains with such distinct personas and and costumes and all that. The idea that they came about first makes the choice to dress up like a bat to fight crime way more logical than just like, oh, my parents are dead. I should dress up like a bat and fight criminals. No, my, my, parents, were, my parents were killed in front of me and the entire city continued going to shit and like the most cartoonishly evil people in the world just suddenly appeared in the city like of course adopting some of those same tactics to fight crime it actually makes more sense and removes um removes a lot of the uh the contradiction of um something that has bothered a lot of people doesn't bother me actually because i think the whole Everything about Batman is fucking crazy, and in many ways, like just not a logical or rational reaction to. <laughs> to yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, but some people have had problems with the fact that, like, you know, if Batman never put on a bat suit in the first place, then then there wouldn't have been a Joker. There wouldn't have been he, a Riddler. He puts on the bat suit, and then all of a sudden, these crazy villains come out of nowhere. Yeah. And even within the comics, it's often they, they've a, made sense. Like the the Penguin character. He's young and he's just still starting out. So that mm. by the time Bruce Wayne puts on that suit, he's a, a megalomaniac villain. Right. Um, even the Joker now, he's not the Joker. Yes, he has a, a great laugh and he's nuts, but there hasn't been that day where he falls into acid or starts putting paint on his face. And right. I think on that day, if Bruce Wayne or you know, if they don't do a time jump or anything like that, if he just starts wearing makeup. Then I'll say, all right, you're jumping the shark a little bit on this, and ex mm. we're expected to believe that the Joker is running rampant for years before Batman. Um, the way they're handling a lot of villains, they've they've had like there was an episode with Scarecrow's father, mm -hmm. you know. So yes, in your mind, they're like they've done you know the checklist, but only maybe three are ever really relevant throughout a season. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. right now it's Joker. Penguin is there in the background, and that's kind of it right now. Like they're not juggling five, six villains, so right. you know they're 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 doing their thing, and I, I I praise the show. It's it's ramped up for me. Um, so it also is potentially doing. I know we're trying to get away from the subject. No, no, no. But it's potentially um, it, it just the fact that it exists at at the same time that they're trying to come out with a super serious. Batman versus Superman movie, and and there were a lot of people that were, you know, di weren't buying into Ben Affleck as Batman. It 
uh, first of all, I think that's died down quite a bit, but um, but by contrast, um, it it could help to make the the serious cinematic Batman that we're about to get again seem seem much more grounded and serious just just by virtue of the fact that you know the the other thing that you can see on TV is so uh so happily uh <laughs> gleefully uh cartoonish right right so so that could be a good thing i guess i don't know we'll see how when when both are going down at the same time um like your mom and your grandmother yes on my Speaking of scary things. (laughs) Yes, my mother and grandmother Um, went down on you last night. I mean, officially right now as we're recording this, it is October 1st. Ooh. And um, throughout the entire month of October, every week, we will take a look at something Halloween related. Yes. And um, I forgot that that was our reasoning. I just looked at our schedule. I'm like... What? Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. Now it makes way I, more sense. <laughs> I I thought that there was there was you know we we got a nice little month lined up uh, where we're also going to do a Halloween special. Oh, of course. You I'm know. now remembering we agreed to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully we can do some uh, commentaries. Yeah. For some uh, for some scary movies, but I I thought you know what better way to start out a, a month of Halloween content because Halloween is my by far my favorite holiday. Uh, then taking a look at Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the most recognizable monsters uh, in in history. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. I know that's his official name, but um, just even the story of Frankenstein is has been adapted and readapted and is still, even to this day, where not only... Um, and there wasn't, you know, I know we usually our weeks kind of connect to something, but um, I, I know that there is a, a Victor Frankenstein movie coming out, but mm-hmm. also Hotel Transylvania 2 just came out where Frankenstein's monster is a character. And it's 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 a character that is going to just keep continuing on forward, you know. Right. right. Um, and so as as we're getting into the subject, I just. Uh, now would be a good time to mention that uh, if you haven't done it yet, you could go to audibletrial.com slash beanholes and maybe your free audio book that you, you get could be Mary Shelley's Frankenstein because yes. that is, in fact, available on audible.com. Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. Well, that is Wollstonecraft. That's her middle name. I did not know that, and that sounds so made up. That's right here. Fucking Wollstonecraft. I don't know how <laughs> else you would say that. Well, yeah, maybe Wollstonecraft, but but it is Wollstonecraft. Yeah, spelled just like you would. But yeah, uh, that's a last. I don't think that's a, a middle name because Shelley. She was she married Lord Percy Shelley, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, uh, so maybe she her maiden name. Yeah. Just. Uh, but um, yeah, so. Go to audibletrial.com slash beanholes. Sign up uh, for your free trial. You will get a free audio book. In this case, it could be 
uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's your choice. It's not like randomly assigned, uh, and you get to keep the, the the book after your trial. If you know, if you choose to to uh, to cancel and not pay any money, which is certainly your right, you could keep that audio book and and enjoy Frankenstein to your I mean, if you already... <laughs> I was thinking about that, too, when uh, when thinking about what photo we should use for Beanholes.com. Like, eh, would it be nice to put a little Gene Wilder up there? <laughs> um, yeah, if you're into podcasts, then then you should be in audiobooks, too. Just some yeah. reading to it. Fucking idiot. Yeah, geez. Um, the story of Frankenstein, timeless, timeless tale of... Uh, of a doctor, the, the timeless tale timeless of a doctor <laughs> sewing corpses together. I'm not sure it's timeless. timeless. Yeah, but it's 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 a story that'll go. It'll live on. Yeah, classic. It's it's a classic. Um, uh, Victor Frankenstein, evil mad scientist. Oh, not evil. That's not not really to himself. He's he's a scientist. He likes yeah. to experiment. Uh, and his his science right now it was to. Uh, take body parts of people and sew them up together mm-hmm. and use electricity to bring his creation to life. Yeah. Now, at the, um, yeah, because Frankenstein uh, or... Um, what Frankenstein. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, great. Now I lost my train of thought here. Frankenstein... Uh, Let's see here. Where did it go? Okay. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, Mary Shelley's original novels. Uh, um, what the fuck? Well, what are you trying to look up? Um, I'm trying to make sure I say this right here. The, the actual title. Oh, there we go. It was Frankenstein or the Modern Prometheus. It was the original uh, title of the book. Uh, it was very popular around that time to uh, to have like two titles for everything. Um, but and and actually, you know what? We do that now. We just don't say or. We put a colon, like Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> um, so Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, colon the force will be good. <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, movie. What, 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 where did they put the colon? Uh, it, no, it, it was in the title. Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. There we go. Um, yeah, it was the word colon, right? Yeah. Hot. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, the Frank, Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus uh, was arguably the first true science fiction uh story ever it 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 didn't just use elements of science but it was um you know something that was attempting to be set in the real world using you know modern technology and in this case electricity was such a such a new concept to the public consciousness um that you know we didn't know how it could be used the idea that just shocking a dead body with electricity could bring it to life seemed possible to you know, to to the average person back then, I, I would I would guess in the same way that the idea that something being genetically modified could result in 
almost any possibility in our in our movies today. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that in like the 50s and 60s, something being radioactive could could just be like that's enough for whatever crazy powers or crazy uh, circumstance or effect, you know, whatever they will need to happen for the movie they want to do. Just oh, it's radioactive. You know, today we use genetics. Mary Shelley, electricity was new enough that that was it. So yeah. and it's you know in that world the way that they presented it, it's convincing absolutely um, and so and so as you were saying the you know sewing sewing body parts together shooting them up with some juice bringing this monster to to life yeah it's alive um, and Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you couldn't ask for a better, better mess up. <laughs> Frankenstein's uh, monster uh, is, of course, you know, is of course that reanimated corpse, and um, is a tragic hero. You know, in the story, it's um, you know the, the 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 monster is is meant to be sympathetic. You know, is is uh, is looked at by the you know by the the townspeople as as something to be feared and and attacked uh but but is really simply a a child <laughs> you know it's yeah, a, a new, yeah it a doesn't really have like a the mental capacity of a you know an adult even though it's like an, an adult body it's a usually shown as like a hulking figure yeah um it's just it's the mind of a child yeah. you know like just like you said yeah um so seen we've we've had you know we continue to be influenced by by Frankenstein and the and the concept of Frankenstein's monster today you put franken in front of you know almost anything to to get across this idea that it's um it's maybe put together you know several <laughs> several things put together what frankenberry <laughs> yes <laughs> Frankenberry is not not so much. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, a bunch it, of it is stuff put together. It's 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 marshmallows and, and cardboard, <laughs> strawberry cardboard. Um, but uh, um, let's see. Like um, sometimes people call genetically modified foods Franken food. Yeah, I've heard that before. Um. Uh, let's see. Eddie Van Halen used to play a guitar that was built. He, he the the guitar was assembled from parts of other broken guitars, and he called it the Frankenstrat. Did it's you know about that? No, I didn't know about that. Uh, Frankenweenie, of course, was a rec- fairly recent film about a, uh, a a dog that was brought back from the dead. If I remember correctly, was that, the was, idea? that was that Russian? Frankenweenie. What? No, no. The, uh, I'm thinking about that video of the dog's head that they have. Oh no, I'm talking about the the like the movie. Yeah, the, yeah, Tim Burton. That was one of his. Uh, actually, that he that was originally a short film for him that he made before uh-huh. Nightmare Before Christmas, and then eventually he got to make that into a full length Disney movie, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now w- what happens? Because Igor is a part of the story too, which has yep. been another popular. Like classic horror character, but um, the 
the the monster escapes from Frankenstein's castle, or yeah, he does, doesn't he just like escape? Dude, I didn't read the book. <laughs> All right. well, I think he escapes, but I know that there's a scene where he there's like a girl. Yep. The you know usually she like gives him a flower and he accidentally kills her. Yeah. Like he doesn't understand his strength. Yeah. Um, um, right. And and as a matter of fact, the um, in the first um, let's see there there was a there was a point there the first release of the movie not not the first movie because do you know who made the first Frankenstein movie? Um, can't think of the Thomas fucking Edison. Thomas That's Edison. That's what the A stands for. Thomas fucking Edison. Um, but yeah, the uh, the nineteen ten. It wasn't really Thomas Edison himself, <laughs> but the Thomas Edison Company in nineteen ten produced a one real film titled Frankenstein, um, and it's actually you can actually watch it online because although the original negative was destroyed in a fire in nineteen fourteen. Um, in in the mid seventies, a film collector in Wisconsin discovered that he, somewhere in his archives, he he just found that he had a print of of the original movie. So you oh can, you wow! Can, yeah, you can watch it online. Um, it's hard to find, but maybe we can, maybe we can dig up the links for our website. But um, yeah, T- Thomas Edison did not. It was not actually personally involved in any way in the movie, but Boris Karloff. Oh yeah, that the nineteen thirty one, that Frankenstein movie, um, that actually had the the scene with, um, uh, the little girl. Yeah, the the monster hurl. She in in the movie at least she's called Maria. Uh, she he joins her. Um, she's she's throwing flowers into a pond, and he joins her, and they throw flowers into the pond. And then, after they run out of flowers, he you know he does t- what to him I guess is the next logical thing, and he picks her up and throws her into the <laughs> into the water. Uh, I'm imagining it way funnier than it actually is, but he he accidentally kills her, and then um, yeah. that's when the the townspeople. Right, form an angry mob together, some pitchforks and fire. Yeah, he and runs into a a barn and they they burn it. Yeah, and yep. uh, tragic. Um, but it's a you know it's a story about how you know maybe the scientist should have been more careful and not rushed into doing crazy shit with science. Yeah, there's there's the, a ton of like morals and and psychological stuff yeah. you can get from that it's one story. Of, it's one of those things that you actually can almost like twist it into. Very, uh, not even uh, twist it. You can see whatever. Also, it, Boris Karloff. If you Google and and I did this when I was trying to like f- find the picture for Frankenstein for our uh, for uh, website website. If you even just Google Frankenstein, you go to the images, and ninety percent of them are Boris Karloff. Yeah. The the design of that monster that Universal had uh, is beyond iconic because. I don't believe I, I might be wrong in this, but I do don't believe there was ever uh, a portrayal of Frankenstein before them that had the flat top, and right. um, and certain even little aspects like the um, the little metal 
the nails, bolts. the bolts yeah. coming from his neck. You know, they added that in their design. And that became like, that's just the standard Frankenstein. Like when you're going to draw the monster, you draw him with a flat top and the bolts. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. even that picture uh, on even the, the Wikipedia page of Boris Karloff, that just iconic photo, it's, it's remarkable that one, a few movies could have that kind of effect on a, on a character. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Um, side note, the scene we were just talking about in the movie was initially cut because Boris Karloff thought it was, it was um, you know, too gruesome. So I think, I think in subsequent releases it was, it was put back in. But, the, yeah, he didn't want that, that movie going out where he murders a little girl. But, um, but yeah, that, that iconic look has absolutely not only stuck with the character but, but has influenced a lot of other characters, um, particularly The Incredible Hulk and um and Solomon Grundy in in DC comics. Yeah, yeah. Solomon Grundy is actually very similar um may, probably maybe the closest uh to Frankenstein's monster um cuz I I believe initially it was it was a it was a a bit more mysterious but I think he he actually I think canon is is that Solomon Grundy is actually a corpse reanimated with electricity. Yeah, through in, a swamp. In part, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just trying to, I was just trying to think of some. I was honestly, when I was thinking about this, the, a picture of the the monsters keeps coming up in my head. Well, uh, yeah, uh, of course, the, <laughs> yeah, the monsters. <laughs> Um, a lo- and a lot of people wonder, like, how how did they ever get away with having such an obvious Frankenstein ripoff at, at a time when Universal was was making Frankenstein movies? Um, Herman Munster, yeah, with Herman Munster. And <laughs> do you know how they got away with it? No, no. It was a Universal company that was making the TV show too. That's there we go. <laughs> um, Probably just under another name yeah. that no one, you know. No, I, th- I think it was actually, it's, I think they, it was like Universal Productions was. But, um, but yeah, uh, did you know that, uh, did you know that Bella Lugosi? Yes, he also? was originally going to play Frankenstein. Well, and, and eventually he did. Um, in Frankenstein... Meets the Wolfman. He finally did play the character, but I forgot the reason why he lost out on the. I, I well, I think in. See, I've read some things where he he actually didn't really want it. Um, you know, he was he was. He didn't want to be. The monster guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he really did. Because <laughs> to be, you know, to be Dracula, and to be the Frank, and to be Frankenstein's monster, that's like that. That's you kind of, especially back then. Now it's a little bit more common. Like it, people usually aren't quite so easily pigeonholed. Um, in in our culture anymore as far as 
um, actors being thought of as like oh, only able to play this type of character. Um, it's it's much more common now. Like people enjoy finding out that you know oh Robert De, De Niro turned out to be pretty pretty funny. You know let's put him in some comedies. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know um, oh the same with Patrick Stewart. Like it's he was <laughs> he's Captain Picard of the Enterprise, and then he was. And there was uh, Professor X on X Men, but you've also got him voicing, uh, voicing, you know, funny character on American Dad, and now he's got the Strongbow commercials where he just seems to be having fun. Yeah, and now he has a a a, a uh, weekly show that is kind of out there. It's like very. I don't know if have you have you seen it's any a, of yes. Blunt Talk? It sounds familiar. Um, but yeah, I've seen seen a few episodes, and it's. You know, it's very, very different character and sort of absurd situations at times. And it's yeah, the um, you know the Universal monsters, mm-hmm. uh, iconic, and even stuff like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh yeah, it's cr- it's fun that they did all these very serious movies because they, you know, beyond the f- original Frankenstein, they did Bride of Frankenstein and. Son of Frankenstein, Ghost, uh, and then they yeah, just yeah, the Ghost of Frankenstein. Ghost yeah. of Frankenstein. Then they just started having fun with their characters when they realized, like, yeah, they're not really scary. Mm-hmm. So Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, you know, House of Frankenstein, and then the Abbott and Costello, which is is similar. Like, if you had to remake that in this day and age, it probably would be like Seth Rogen and James Franco meet <laughs> Frankenstein, <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a million dollar idea right there, and you know he would do it. Um, I mean, the amount of times that this, even up to recently, the I Frankenstein with Aaron Eckhart, which just seems like, hey, you want to see a buff Frankenstein? <laughs> so we're gonna do for Frankenstein what nobody ever did for anything. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be like what Twilight did for. For vampires, we're gonna make him a sexy Frankenstein. Yeah, but mm. uh, Aaron Eckhart is not really. Yeah. Um, you know, well, we didn't even uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh, of course. absolute classic, which we've already yeah. kind of referenced twice. But uh, what Mel? Yeah, Mel Brooks. I thought you were gonna say Mel Gibson. No, no. Uh, yeah, uh, sing, uh, singing at the Ritz. Right, we got. Got Dean Wilder, Peter Boyle, the late oh, yeah. Peter Boyle as a as the Frankenstein monster. I thought you meant he was already the late Peter Boyle, and they brought him back. I should as the monster. Um, yeah. Oh, got a got a got a got a little uh, pop quiz for you. See if you can guess this. Sure. Who played? Who played Victor Frankenstein? And Igor in the nineteen thirty one movie with Boris Karloff. I don't know. You are correct. <laughs> no, um, nobody. They were not characters in the movie. Really? Huh? Yeah. There was there was the doc. Well, there he actually wasn't ever called a doctor. He they nobody ever called him doctor. He was just a Henry Frankenstein, not Victor. And he had an assistant named Fritz. Oh, um, yeah, that character has turned up a few times. So, um, and 
in the 39 sequel, Son of Frankenstein, that's when Igor was introduced in the movie. Um, so Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, there was no Igor yet. And and Dr. Frankenstein was called Henry for whatever reason. Probably because in 1931, um, um, America didn't have... A, a name like Victor sounded too German and therefore too evil to <laughs> to Americans. So they were like, oh, Speaking of Henry, I, the name Igor always reminds me. There's a there's a prank called that uh, Brandon D. Camillo of uh, Bam Margera fame did, and it seems like they just found a guy named Hans to prank call him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when he when Hans answers the phone, he's doing it in like. Uh, like a German voice, like Hans, this is Igor. And the guy in the phone just goes, oh, Igor. Like, you know a guy named Igor? <laughs> that is still a thing? Like, that's a name that people use? <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Like, Victor, I can understand, but Igor should, like, that's done. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, I, I yeah, very, you know, this is a very small start. This is just a a taste of what we have for the the rest of the month uh, with increasing Halloween content. Yeah, so we are excited. I do just have a couple quick more questions for you. Sure, throw at me. What what year was Frankenstein 1970 released? Is the title? The the movie was called Frankenstein 1970. 1969. Good guess. It was 1958. What year was Frankenstein 80 released? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> 72. How about Frankenstein 90? 82. Close, 84. <laughs> what who made these films? I don't even know. I'm just I'm just finding some fun stuff. Oh, also I just want to point out that there was a Blackenstein. Oh, of course, Blackula? Nope. No, Blackenstein. Black. Well, yes. There's a whole series of like black exploitation yeah. horror films. Yeah. Uh, this one was uh, fairly modern. It was a paraplegic Vietnam veteran uh, who, who got turned into the monster. And uh, that's pretty good. I, do, I also just want to say uh, great, um, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show, certainly largely influenced by Frankenstein. Dr. Frank and Furter. Mm-hmm. And Rocky is the monster, and and you know, for for the time that Frankenfurt or wow, for the time that Rocky Horror Picture Show came out, uh, the the monster of Rocky was you know considered the the exact opposite of of the, the Frankenstein monster, Rocky like a, Dennis, you know, like a perfect body, and no, not Rocky Dennis, it's gross. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so yeah, like you were saying, this is just a taste, just a taste of our monster. Yeah, we'll Beanholes, be, uh, yeah. Beanholes Halloween. We will be bringing you all kinds of stuff, and it's gonna be great. Awesome! So uh, thank you for uh, listening with us, and um, don't forget to go to Bean uh, Beanholes Trial. Don't forget to audibletrial.com/slash/beanholes. Get your free book. And uh, don't forget to keep on beaning. Harry Camden!